podcast one production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Midwife Kath, we're talking behaviour. Yes, behave yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to begin with a quick story. I went to a uh, second birthday party. Mm. The little people everywhere having a great time carrying, you know, bats that are too big for them running through the park. Mm. There was sugar. There was a whole bunch of stuff. I have anxiety attacks Mm. at two-year-old birthday parties. Well, these, you know, great great little peeps. And so um, I'm surprised that you said that because that would obviously usually be my reaction. So I bought I brought a um a I bought a, a bag <laughs> of clothes and it had a big lion face on the outside. He was too little, he didn't realise, but I had the bag there and I was standing around and talking to some other adults <laughs> and this child walked up and just started to kick the living hell out of that little cat face bag. Oh. And I said, oh, you know, it's difficult when they're not your and you don't even know the child. And I and I said I said, darling, darling, uh, yeah, sweetie, petal, you know, honey pie, yeah, (laughs) as my nails flicked, darling, no, I just said, darling, um, don't, don't, don't kick the bag, honey, there's stuff in, that's for, that's for Archer, Um, and he, this kid, bold and brazen, just turned, looked me dead in the eye and just whacked it, just kept (gasps) whacking the bag. Look, it's only a bag, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I I was wondering, um, I was like, is that behavioural or is that sugar? That's behavioural. That's behavioural. Mm. Had, had, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, only a little guy, by the way. Well, like, well what, two? I'm, I'm, probably four. You know, it just, it just sets the little fella up for failure, you know, and that's what I find hard because it's not really his fault. It's just that he's been able to get away with it. That's interesting. Set, yeah. Setting so, our kids up for failure. Well, yeah. So yeah. if that was my child, I would have picked him up said to the people who were having the party, sorry, but we're leaving. We're going home. And put him in the car and just say, come on, we need to go home. You must be tired. And not go mad at him or no hitting or anything like that, but just that's it. That's not really good behaviour. Okay. Um, and, and none of this sitting down trying to explain and having the long conversation and all that sort of stuff, you just remove straight away. You just remove. Let's go back to the beginning, Kathleen. This is going to be a really this is a this is a this is a hard one, yeah. this one. We've had conversations with regards to food and we've had conversations with regards to sleep about setting ourselves up as parents and setting our kids up for success, about creating great positive habits. Um, is it the same for behaviour? Yeah. Well I like to pick these three as as the three winners. You've got to pick your battles as parents. There are some things that, you know, you've just got to, you've just got to let go by, you know, you've just got to think it's okay. You can't be on your kid's back all day, every day. You just can't, nah, 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 nah. It's just too much. You've got to relax in parenting. You've got to have a bit of fun and, you know, laugh with them about some things, you know, and if they, if they drop a plate or something like that, or if they tip something over, it's like, it's Okay. As long as you're not hurt, it's only a plate. You'll be fine. Up you get. Let's clean it up together. Yep. And that teaches a child a lot of resilience and a lot of 
response to a accident. People are talking about that now too, Kath, aren't they? That yeah. our kids don't have enough resilience. No. You think? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, rather than them, you know, people sort of going really mad at them and screaming and hitting them and saying, look what you've done. Like, seriously, it's if a it's plate. a plate, oh, it's forget a plate. it. Like, really, forget it. You should you've- see me on a Saturday night. <laughs> Got to get new crockery every Sunday. <laughs> Please send to Brooke. <laughs> yeah, no, but your point, your you know, point is valid. I, I agree. You've got to pick your battles. So the battles that I've always picked are food, sleep and behaviour. And picking those and, and really talking about those and drilling down into those, it, it just it just works. Yeah. And the other things, you know, that, that go on in life, that, that, that they sort of blend into everything in, in, in parenting. Those things do blend into parenting. The other things... Like, you just let them go, you know? Like, if if something really is important, like if your child's running onto the streets, that's when you scream at a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's when you... You don't scream at them all day long because if you scream at them all day long, when you want to scream at them to in, in, in danger, they don't hear you. You know, I, I think this is um, a conversation that every parent can relate to because we want to set our kids up for success. We want to make sure that they're polite, that they understand boundaries, but that their own little personality. Um, you know, if it, if it, if I think back to the conversations I've had with desperate um, new parents um, of toddlers, one of the first um, things, obstacles that, that kind of raised its head was biting. Mm. You know, when it's a game and then all of a sudden they, they, you know, they're pulling your hair and they're biting your neck or your cheek or pinching and it hurts mm. and you don't want to smack them or, or mm. how do we, how do we actually, how do we um, mitigate that or resolve that, Kath? Yeah, well, well, well kids that bite, um, they're usually kinder age or yeah. preschool age and uh, a lot of the time they they actually don't know why they're biting. Like it's a, uh, you know, I mean, they're doing it to get a reaction. Like they don't realise that they're actually hurting. I think it's it's a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's, I, I, I always think you need to, you need to act on it straight away and you need to remove the child from what's happening. So say if um, someone was biting you, um, so say if Johnny was biting you, I would remove Johnny and take him just to the other side of the room and then go and talk to you. So you actually give no discussion to Johnny and a lot of attention to you. Okay. So, so it's, it's about... Um, it's about stopping ignoring the bad behaviour okay. and praising good behaviour. Right. And... Uh, some people may think, oh, that's in la-la land. But if you start having a conversation with a kid, you are not to bite and you are not to do this and biting hurts and blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. I always say to parents, think about The Simpsons and think about when the dog talks to Homer. Oh, no, Homer talks to the dog and all the dog hears is blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good point. That's what the kid hears. So you you need to show them, they need to feel it, they need to... They need to say there's no attention. Okay, so Johnny... So you've got to turn, you make sure they're safe, you turn your back on them and go to the other child. So that's about everything in behaviour. So you, you don't, you don't do anything with bad behaviour. 
unless it's in a dangerous situation and you, and you go to them. Oh, and you're scared the hell out of it. So I'm in the kitchen, I have my child, we're having a bit of a cuddle, and then all of a sudden they think that's fun, they bite me, I just put the child down. Just get up, walk away. And walk away. Yeah. Like you will scream because it does, um, you're right, it oh. hurts, especially pinching or something like that. And and look, I think your first reaction is is to scream or, you know, yeah, do something. But you just walk away. You've got to walk away because they'll keep doing it. All right. Kath, let's just touch on this because I, I think 90% of people who, who join us on this podcast would have heard this, that if your child bites, you bite them back. Yeah. Um, no. I couldn't though. No, no, you don't do that. Because again, is it just that la la la? Well, la? it's like it's like um, it's like hitting, you know. If if a child hits, do you hit a child back? No. And if you hit a child, then a child often hits other people. So no, you don't bite. You don't bite a child. So if you, a child's hitting you, same thing. Put it down. Put the yeah, child down. You just and walk away. Walk away. Yeah. You always ignore bad behaviour. It's very hard. Mm. It's very hard. But it's rule number one. You you just don't give any, don't put any fuel to the fire. You've got to seriously turn your back on it and say nothing. And I mean nothing. You don't even say, I am going to ignore you or I'm going to turn my back on you. You say nothing. They will change their behaviour, but also you have to change your behaviour as a parent. And by changing your behaviour, that's saying nothing. Because what happens so many times is they the get- big conversation. And they get the attention, you, you're acknowledging That's what me. they want. Okay. Yeah. Understood. And it's like, it's like bedtime, you know, like, I want daddy. I do not want daddy near me. I don't want mummy. I only want daddy. Forget it. Daddy's doing it. End of story. Mm. Like, that's set, what's happening. Set some boundaries. Yep. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to set the boundaries of who is the parent, you know. The child's not the parent. The child's not running the show. The two or three-year-old or four-year-old or the six-month-old or ten-month-old is not running the show. They're not doing the parenting. You are doing the parenting. And that's what I see a lot. It's about you parenting the child. You've got to run the rules. There are some times when you let the little one go and, you know, you, 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 know, you have fun. You know, parenting's fun. You've got to have some fun. <laughs> but when, but when, uh, when the boundaries get... Blurred. You're pushed, blurred and pushed. That's when, that's when the sort of you've got to bring the hammer down a bit. Kath, are parents scared of their children? I know that sounds ridiculous, but they're scared of hurting their feelings. Okay, so this comes back to that question of resilience yeah. and of yeah, you don't want to hurt the little 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 people, but well, they're scared of saying no. And um, that's more about us, though, isn't it? Oh, I have a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So they're scared of saying, you know, no, you shouldn't do it, and children crying and and, and, mis- and misunderstanding that as you don't love me. Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, well, and again, which I've said many times, like you've got to hold that distress. Like you've got to hold the distress of the child who, when you say no, and no means no, it doesn't mean yes. And that's what you need to teach in the early years. And those early years are so important because when they go to school, they need to learn, have learnt the rules. Because when they go to school, anyone out there who's a teacher and or definitely a prep teacher, they know. They can pick on day one who are the troublemakers, who's the naughty kid, who's got the, the, the crazy parents. They know. 
they can pick it straight away. And when I do master classes, I go, who are the who are the teachers? And they put their hands up, and I say, you know, on day one, don't you? And they all go, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's they can't change behaviour. They can't change it once at school. It's up to people like me in the early years um, work that we have to change behaviour in the early years because these children are sitting in emotional wet cement and this emotional wet cement is us moulding them to be good people with good morals and good behaviour and good boundaries. We can say, you're an awful person, you're a bad person, you're ugly, I hate you. You can say that to a child when the cement has set at seven, you know what? That's they there. believe it. Mm. There was the a saint, way- wasn't there? There was a saint or a um, or or a philosopher that said, "Give me the child until he is five, and then and I, I shall show, show you the man." The man. That's right. And, and that and you think that that is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it's like if you um, if you keep saying, "I love you," you're a really good person. I, you're very brave. You're you're beautiful. Kind. You're kind. I, that's very brave. That's very. That's that's a wonderful thing you're doing. I love you, and the cement sets. That's who you've got. That's a beautiful analogy, Kath, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It really. I mean, that really resonates. So because give them. You're that voice. You're mm. the voice in their head. So if you're the voice in their head, because it's like you and me. You've got Mary in your head. Mm. I've got Doreen in my head. God bless them. Love yeah. them. Yeah, and so well done, that's who we refer to when we sort of think, should we do this or should we do that? Because that is the voice in our head that says, is that good or is that bad? So as the parent in the early years, that's who the little one is always going to refer to, always. That's interesting. So that, that uh, you know, your subconscious, that voice, yeah. you, you think that that's like oh, yeah. a, a resonation or, or a, a, a remnant of, of your parental voice when Absolutely. you're little? Absolutely. You think about that's it. That's interesting. Think about what your parents, you know, you think about things you do and it always goes back to what your parents taught you mm. and what where it comes in your family and what your family values are. Mm. And so if if you set up that family values or those family values for your child and then the cement has set... You know, you've, you've got a child that's got is ready and is resilient, yeah. and is ready for school. This is parenting, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. So this, set these early years are vital. They're the it's, foundations, yeah. So these, set the foundations correctly. These, these foundations are everything. Set them up to grow. Yeah, and and you know, I know a lot of people have said to me, "Oh, you're so lucky. You've got a really good boy. You know, your son is really lucky." It's not luck. Brooke, it's, it's hard, 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 hard work. And that hard work pays off. You know, and it's nice to know that the hard work pays off, Kath. Um, I think sometimes you there would be many people out there questioning that, but it's good to know that it is hard, that it is a hard slog and that, that eventually... You know, yeah, it does pay off. Exactly. You know, we we just spoke about um, not rewarding bad behaviour. So when is the time that you are able to have the conversation with your child to say, actually, what you did just then is not the right thing. I'm not very happy with what you've done. Well, certainly not in the middle of the supermarket <laughs> and certainly not a, to a two-year-old. You know, why not two? Well, two-year-olds, like, you don't negotiate with the two-year-old. Did you once call them toddler terrorists? <laughs> <laughs> you don't negotiate with them. Look, 
God love them. I love two-year-olds. They're just crackers. And Why I, do you love them? Oh, I love them because... They're just so raw and beautiful. You can, they just talk a lot of nonsense and they, that they, uh, who they are is just who they are. And, and if they want to have a tantrum, they will just get on the floor and lose it. Oh, just love it. Um, and, but the thing is that their, their head is just, it's all about them. They're just egomaniacs and, you know, their play, they can't share. And You're talking you've, developmental, right? Developmentally, You're talking about where yeah. they are. But also, you know, with their behaviour too. So everyone's like, you've, you know, Johnny, you've got to share. There's a lot of Johnnies in this room today. But anyway, <laughs> Johnny, you've, well, let's say Billy, Billy yeah. today. Billy, you've got to share. Well, he can't because... He's, Are they actually unable, uh, unable to share? Yeah, they they do what's called parallel play, and that is that they play alongside each other. They don't play together because they just they're not capable of doing it. So when people have this long dialogue with Billy and Johnny about and sharing Haru. the truck. Like Prue and Prue yep. are talking about yeah. sharing. Well, Harry won't share with... with no, Harry, you've oh, got to give John. True. Oh, you've got to give John. Johnny. Johnny, oh, Johnny start crying. Like, forget it. Yeah, whatever. Just, like, give it to Johnny and pick Billy up and walk somewhere else and give Billy something else. Give him a train. So our expectations as parents is... Well, well the thing is people see their child as a lot older than they think they are because... Um, and especially two and three-year-olds, people, um, you know, and a lot of two and three-year-olds can ha- hold a, quite a good conversation with you. Yes, they can. You know, and they, so when you're having a good conversation with someone, they actually feel, like people feel they can. They know like more dis- than they know. They know more and they're, they're very bright and they're very intelligent. And that they should know more than they know. And they can cope with more than they can cope with. But they can't. They can't. They're two. They're idiots. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Gorgeous, divine little idiots. They're two-year-olds. Yeah. School is very equalising because once they start to learn, you know, that, that sort of, um, you know, like it's, it, it, when it you're amongst them out. When you're amongst your peers and you have to do the emotional intelligence, there's a scholastic, we're learning at different rates. It yeah, sorts absolutely. everyone out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. It sorts them out. So if you get a group of two-year-olds, they are clever because they're little science, scientists. So, so people have this um, grandiose idea about their two- and three-year-olds. And uh, so they think they're all geniuses. That's fine. But they also put a lot of pressure on them to cope with situations that they actually can't cope with. Yeah. So they can't cope with a lot of social situations. They can't cope with sharing. They can't cope with playing in big groups. They just, their brain is not capable. So I explain this to couples or whoever I'm working with and say, okay, you've got to think of it like this. Billy can't drive a car. And they all go, oh, stupid, Kath, you know. So he can't drive a car because he hasn't got the brain function to be able to do that. So he can't cope with this. Like he can't do it. So he's only two. He can't drive a car because he hasn't learnt that yet. And is this, He hasn't learnt that skill. Is this why you recommend when you have the biting and you have those behaviours, instead of trying to have the conversation, you, you 
Just remove, remove them. Yep. Remove them. Okay. Because don't don't sit and talk to them because it's only going to be blah 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 blah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Homer, Homer to the dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> so so when when does that stage finish and the stage um, become possible when you can have a conversation? Around about four. Okay. Four and five is is that beautiful age when you can start having some conversations. Okay. Maybe late three and a half, getting to four. Right. So it's yeah. when they they're acting out, and you say, "We need to talk, just sit down and have a chat, talk." But you never talk in rage. Well, when the kids in rage or having a you know like a tantrum or anything like that, everything's got to be calm. It's always good to talk when they're having a bath. Mm. and they're Refle- sitting in water reflection. and just have a t- in f- reflection or talking about how we're going to do things and that's in because, the future. And that's because you're talking about this idea of the, the foundation, the cement setting. Yeah, yeah, and just talk about, how, or, or play, like in play, mm. talking about how we do things, like talking about, like, this is how we're going to do it and this is how, you know, these two little um, toys are doing it. You know, talk about things in play and they understand that that's how children learn through play. But not scolding them in them at the moment, they can't understand it. So, so people tend to, you know, um, they tend to hit children at, in in as parents in their own anger, with their own frustration, rather than understanding what the child can cope with mm. and what the child is 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 capable of managing at that time. So understanding. What a two and a twelve-month, two-year-old, three-year-old is capable of. Kath, I really like the fact that you acknowledged the role of teachers. That once, once that cement set, and you have a child that is now going off to school who has a different set of values, behaviours, and other kids in the class, and and you know it comes back and. You know, maybe it's your kid. Maybe it's it's our children that are the ones that misbehave. Mm. At that point, is it is it a Stop and have a bit of a think about your own behaviour. Is yeah. it? Is it? And then, oh, and, yeah. and also, is it? Is it just again knowing that you have to keep enforcing at every growth stage Absolutely. that you're not behaving correctly? This Absolutely. is disappointing. You're letting yourself down. Parenting doesn't stop. Believe me, parenting does not stop. Oh, that's disappointing to me. Yeah, know. I know. And you know, there are times when you know teenagers, and you sort of think, oh, beauty. They're you know they're mm. fifteen. They're sort of capable of looking after this their, themselves. No, it goes up a gear. You've actually got to parent a little bit more because they've never been teenagers before, and you haven't been a parent to teenagers before. So you really need to look at it a bit more. So. It, it, it's always different. Um, and uh, so parenting um, little toddlers is is very different to, to parenting a newborn. Yeah. And, you know, and I say to everyone who's got a newborn, little babies, little problems. And um, they go, oh, God, it's so hard. But we know, we know little babies. That's why I, I remind people with little babies, try not to make this a really hard time because this is the easy time. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to make the easy time really hard because it's going to make the hard time bloody hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kath, can I, um, what about language? You know, I find it interesting. I love it how you love the toddlers. I love how you love the little terrorists. I think that's fabulous that they're just so... Um, enthusiastic and curious about the world. Mm. That that mm. makes me, um, by default, enthusiastic. But what about language? You know, it's funny when you talk to little people and 
you've got the little guy who's just up for anything. He's pretty mm. cash and, Gorgeous. you know, yeah. beautiful. And then you've got, you know, you know, Sissy in the corner and she she doesn't like anything and she doesn't mm. want to. Now, is that use of language, is, ju- is that just their little personalities or is that learned? Is it yeah. a combination of both? Like, Do you mean not talking? No, just, you you know, sometimes they're just... Not engaging? They're just a bit negative and they're just a bit... Spoiled, like a bit look, sassy, you know. Look, I, I think, don't want to. I don't like it. I, I'm not going to. Yeah. Look, with my my um, approach to ch- to children, especially toddlers and and you know two and three year olds, I don't sort of go to them and and have a conversation. I let them come to me, um, like cats. Yeah. 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 Right. And <laughs> you'll find that they don't talk about my cat like that. <laughs> Hello, Olive. Ow. Um, and. Uh, I find that if you give them a bit of time and then they come to you, you know, you can then have a conversation. But if you jump on, you know, like go and talk to them, they they really freak out. Um, If you go and talk, just let them come to you and... You know, you're holding a book and you're just reading it yourself. They they will come to you and then they will talk. You know, they give them space. They're very give them space and also they they're very safe in their own environment. They. They're very safe with their parents and they, they're they aware of a stranger. They don't, you know, they have to size you up first, mm. you know. Um, so they take their time to warm to warm to you. What about the uh, the swearing? Because we know that they get to a stage and the language part of their brain <laughs> just, just boom. Oh, but, I know. you know, you, we hear this all the time, yeah. which is I don't know how... You know, I don't know how Johnny or did why it. why did they swear? I don't know why Johnny did it, yeah. but he used the F-bomb in the most appropriate place. Well, we all know why, because they said it just like mummy and daddy said it <laughs> and at the same time. <laughs> um, you know, move your effing car, you know, like it's just... <laughs> but it seems funny. It's even funnier when it comes from a two-year-old and... Oh. Look, it's just funny, isn't it? it and is. it makes people laugh. You've got to be careful, though, don't you? Not oh, to, God, yeah. Not and I, I'm the worst. I will roar laughing because <laughs> it makes me, it just cracks me up. But um, uh, yeah, you have to be careful, of course. And on that language, um, it certainly is the time to have children taught another language. Um, I've got, you know, some patients that their little children can speak three or four languages. Wow. Yeah, and they're two and three. It's easier because their cognitive capacity is, is open. Well, they're just a sponge. Yeah. And they've got no prejudice against anything. They mm. just, they're just they just learning English so they can learn anything and they can switch between. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's a it's absolutely beautiful to watch them, you know, count in whatever language they, they wish to. I mean, what a gift that is. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just, and being in Australia, you know, we're down under here, mm. but uh, we haven't got that. Uh, now we're like more multicultural. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. We haven't boarded by seven different countries. And you Other can... than you and I being fluent in Irish. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. We're absolutely joking. Kath, Kath doesn't drink. I don't. <laughs> Boring. Boring. No. Um, well, look, do you, do you think that there's anything else that, you know, we, we should definitely touch on for, for parents? Because I just think it's hard work. Look, I like to do a lot of talking yeah. to children. And I think also parents need to change behaviour and then children will change their behaviour. That is really important. 
because you see a change in children's behaviour once. You know, if, if if parents are screaming at their children and wonder why children are screaming, it's pretty easy. It's the same with swearing, as we were saying before. Like, you know, I know we do laugh about it, but if parents are swearing, I mean, you can't go mad at a child if they're swearing. Mm. <laughs> you mm. have to stop the swearing. And having the conversations. I love it how you also have the conversations, but not when they're two, not when no, they don't not have not the when they have, And not when they're tired, cross and cranky. Like, mm. no. Mm. You have it when they're sitting in the bath and, and you, you know, you, you can have a time with them and, and through play, mm. you know, you do it through play. And remember, they're just babies. They're two and they're three, like they're babies. So your expectation, align your expectation. What is it? Reality versus expectation. Yeah. Versus fantasy. Versus fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So I hadn't really thought about it like that. You know, yeah. remember they're just two. They're just two. They can have a great conversation, but they're just two. Well, if you think, you know, if you think about they're going to live to 102, they're only two out of that 102 years. Yeah. It's only little. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it yeah. is a no-brainer. It's little no-brainer. darlings. So be kind. Love them. Have fun. Love them and tell them you love them. And set boundaries. Kisses. Yep. Set, they like to be have boundaries. Yeah, lots of hugs. Like to push the boundaries, but they like boundaries. Yes, they do. Mm. Of course they do. They like That makes them feel secure. Mm. And they, you know, if they're left to sort of run everywhere and, you know, have no, no one to say, no, that's enough, they don't know where they're at. So they, they need the boundaries. Need the boundaries and lots of love. Well, best of luck with all the behaviours. Wonderful. Kath, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, you you too. This has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. A Podcast One production.